Hello and welcome everybody to episode 71 of Talkin' Jacks. On today's episode, I am joined as always by my award-winning co-host, Ben Gosshorn. How are you today, Ben? I'm good. It still is weird um, to think that that is a thing. Um, well, now you yeah. can put on your resume that you are the co-host of a award-winning podcast. Yeah. Nobody and has to know about the that the award is like not for our podcasting abilities. Just no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because when I texted Chris about it, he had said, "Oh God, you got the best, uh, you got the award for best podcast." And it, but I guess that's pretty good, even though there's like two people that are involved. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, yeah, no, but it's fan of the year, which is awesome. Um, had no idea it was happening. Um, yeah, I it didn't even funny. know that was on the ballot. Uh, when yeah, you, when, when you texted uh, me, I was so surprised. Yeah, and when when we got there beforehand, we saw the the different awards on the table by the the Queen City Cup, and I don't I don't know if it was Richard or who it was that noticed that there was the Captain Jack Award on the table, and everyone's like, "What? What? Huh?" Um, but yeah, it it happened. Um, had the most awkward acceptance speech imaginable oh, i um, wish somebody would have filmed that that's hilarious oh richard did it, he richard did, did and he hasn't oh I, yeah richard, he hasn't. Oh. i'm gonna have if to talk you, to richard uh, richard i know you're hearing this right now send me that video i want to see ben's ben's acceptance don't put speech. it online don't put it online no one <laughs> needs to see that um <laughs> but uh but yeah so that was really cool and thank you uh independence for doing that um was was very surprised but um yeah it was a really cool i guess uh honor i suppose yeah yeah i i agree that was that's a huge honor you know i know it's not the most serious award or anything then that's fine um but just the fact that they thought of us to do that uh when Mm -hmm. that that means a lot so we won't uh we won't blow any more smoke uh (laughs) up our own butts here and we'll just get started but you know i guess we should talk briefly about the game that happened last weekend um because we didn't we didn't get a chance to sit down and recap it properly like we normally do but um it's been it's been a little over a week now the game finished Mm -hmm. 3-1 in favor of ncfc um yep okay jorge herrera scored the goal of all time for the independence. Yeah. Uh, I think in my mind that tops um, his goal against the revs in the open cup. I was thinking like, about te- that. Like I was... technically, I guess maybe in the, like as far as it being a big moment that the, re- the goal against the revs probably still is number one. Um, yeah. But it's definitely in the conversation with like best goal in club history, which is oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it was at, it was phenomenal goal. I mean, top two, really, I guess you could say. But it's it was phenomenal. It was uh, a sight to behold in person. Um, yeah, I, it was that moment. Best was, goal I've seen in person ever. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean by far. What's crazy uh, is like I don't like I just didn't expect that out of him. Um, yeah, I think when the first ball went in, we all you know it was one of those where. It got popped up in the air. Okay, you know, it, it'll probably get headed away. 
I, yeah. the, the the guy the NCFC defenders just kind of lost it when he when he he I don't know if he just miscleared it and then could, didn't see where it went, uh, but you could yeah. see on the replay he was kind of looking around and then he react he was too late to react mm-hmm. and Jorge saw it all the way, and I mean I mean he perf- perfection on the, yeah. the technique to to just go into the bike and hit it absolutely clean. Yeah. And it was funny. Did you hear his uh, post-game interview about the bike? No, I did not. Yeah, it was it was fun because about the bike and, like, practice or if that's something that he's, like, done before or something like that. And he's like, no, it's not really anything of practice. It's just something you kind of – you get the idea and then you go for it and see what happens. Um, so, like, super nonchalant about it. He's like, yeah, I just felt like doing a bike and executed it perfectly. Um it it was it was pretty darn cool. Yeah. It was uh, number three or number five on the Sports Center top believe, ten. I think it was three. I believe the day Sunday after. morning it was three. Okay. Um, I don't know about anything after that, but I'm pretty sure on Sunday morning it was three. Yeah. And I believe he, it was not even the highest goal in like soccer goal. I think number yeah because that ladies Duke uh, number two was the Duke women's soccer goal, which was also yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that was very. Um, and I don't remember what the what number one was. So uh, North Carolina was in the top ten twice. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, we didn't get the job done. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the game, which was disappointing. I felt like we didn't play. Um, we didn't necessarily play poorly. Yeah, but we were. So just a little bit um just a little bit too passive i think yeah i don't know that if it was just a game plan thing or if it was just the way the game ended up going because north carolina was trying to score a bunch of goals because they were technically not eliminated yet uh if they could have won by a larger margin uh that would have helped them I mean, ultimately, it wouldn't have mattered because Bethlehem won the next day. But yeah. theoretically speaking, you know, if they had gone and beaten us five zero or something, or five to one, or six to one, it would have put a little bit more pressure on Bethlehem to to beat Tampa Bay. I don't know, but they we we just kind of let them control the game um, yeah. a little bit too much, and and what it what ended up happening is they just forced us to defend too deep for too long and and eventually at the end it finally broke when the game got stretched because mm-hmm. that's something we've never been good at um is defending yeah. defending on the break it's just never been a strength of ours um <clears throat> partly because most of the time we are playing with one pretty athletic center back in Bilal Duckett and then one less than athletic center back um yeah i guess watson is a little bit more athletic but in this case kalunji and and in the case of uh jung su those two guys don't move very well um and it ended up that second goal it ended up costing us a little bit henry was late to step up uh kept i think he kept the guy on side rios um Mm. everybody in our section thought it was offside I thought it was onside in person. I mean, I was the only one. Um, <laughs> it just, it, it was close, I think. But ultimately, when the ball was played, I think Henry was 
uh, he was behind Henry or in front of Henry, I guess. But he was definitely mm. behind Bilal, but but Henry didn't step with Bilal. So, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, I think he was onside. But doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I don't want to get too far into it. That linesman did not do anything throughout the game to make us trust him. So no. I, I understand why immediately everyone thought he was offside. Because that linesman was awful. Um, yeah, he was not great. He was... Uh, <laughs> uh, stereotypically not the best for uh linesmen in general and i guess usl linesmen um that we've had recently but regardless the game is not fought against the the referees um so yeah game was two early goals two late goals later goals i guess at the end yeah Um, i think the last one was scored in like the 92nd minute or something yeah it it was it was a cherry on top of the you know the the ice cream sundae so to speak but it, yeah i don't know what it is about that team that just we can't play against them yeah i don't know if it's a mental thing i mean alex martinez had probably the worst game i've ever seen him have in an independent shirt and i don't know if that was a like he was too hyped up on the emotion or if he just didn't you know didn't i don't know i yeah i know alex wants to beat them but i mean he he was quite frankly terrible mm. um, yeah he wasn't the best there was some some brighter spots zayad had a ton of good opportunities I, yeah i thought zayad had another good game it's a shame that he didn't come into form until so late in the season um yeah. because I know he was kind of in, he was dealing with some injuries and for some reason the coaching staff was just not rating him in the middle of the season. Um, But he was by far the best option as at center forward down the stretch. Yeah. Um, I thought when Gebhardt came on, I thought we would see maybe some of the stuff, the good stuff he did against uh, Tampa Bay. But it just mm-hmm. never, we could never break cleanly. Yeah, um, he never really caught his footing, um, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think, think the other thing NCFZ did well in the second half is that whenever we had a decent opportunity, they stifled it pretty quickly. Whether that was a tackle or um, or a, a hard foul or, yeah. or what it was, um, they were very quick to to shut the door on on different opportunities. And their keeper had a fantastic save too. Um, yeah, Brandon I, Miller. Who was that league. on? I can't remember who shot it. Um, I want to say was it was Zaya. Um, yeah, but it may have been another individual. I, it was. It was it late. Was a, it was after the. It was after they scored the second goal. Um. Um. Yeah, it was one. one I it was only one two one. Um. It would have. It would have been an equalizer. Let me see if I can pull up the shot. Where the shot? Yeah, I feel place. like it was. Zayed, but I could be wrong. Could have been Herrera. Um, I know it was a pretty fast transition, and it was Zayed did his darndest to to get a goal. I'll, I'll give him credit. He he probably had two, maybe three it shots was on target. Kato, um, Kato's number seventeen, right? Yeah, yeah. Kato's seventeen. It was Kato that whose shot was saved late that would have equalized. Um, hmm. 
And I think even yeah. if we had equalized and, and finished two two, it would not obviously it wouldn't have changed anything in the standings. Um, we yeah. need, we had to win to to get above them, but it would have been it would have been nice to to finish that two two. It felt kind of you know. It's never fun to lose to your rival all three times. Uh, so no. a draw, a draw <laughs> definitely would have been preferred. But moral victory, I suppose. Yeah, they they took twenty five shots. Um, really? Yeah, NCFC well, did. Have, I mean, they. Good... I'm not gonna say they that they took twenty five good shots, but they yeah, did take twenty five shots. Um, hmm. Eight of them were outside of the box, and like eight of eight of them were blocked as well. So, oh, so that's yeah. I mean, if you're t- if, if eight of your shots get blocked, it means there's, you know, it's probably not a high percentage chance. But still, Agreed. they were they were in that mode where they needed to score a bunch of goals, and we just couldn't take advantage of them on the on the break. I thought that was going to be our chance was to, and I guess Jorge's goal was kind of as the result of a counterattack, but ultimately we just weren't, Yeah, we couldn't put together any counterattacks. Um, and that's never, it's never like, really been a strength of ours. So not particular, especially missing Joel too. I think that's a big yeah. thing that, and, and, going on in the second half with for sure. Foster getting injured or being well, he was, slower. He was gassed too. He may have gotten hurt as well. Uh, Cause when he yeah. came over, he was iced up. But he he was totally gassed as well. Mm-hmm. I think around like the seventieth minute, it, it, the game had gotten really stretched, and he just looked like, yeah. I mean, he he was laboring to get back. Um, mm-hmm. But we didn't really have another option. We ended up putting Donnie Smith out there, and that's not yeah. that's not necessarily, uh, you know, I don't know how fit he was. Um, yeah, and that's not even his his natural position. So, but we had nobody else who who could play, play yeah. could could even do a job out there other than Donnie, unless you want to put Cato back there and sacrifice his offensive ability. Um, exactly. But at the time, it was one to one, and you probably don't want to do that at a one to one game. Take one of your Very best true. best attackers off, and so so you know, losing three to one finishes our season. Finished in 11th place uh, with 42 points and a 10, 12, and 12 record with a negative 13 goal difference. Um, not not the way we saw the game. Not yeah, sorry, not the way we saw the season going. Um, yeah, when we first started out, but by I think by the summer we kind of this is ex- about where we expected. You know, once we got through July and August, we were kind of. Um, I wouldn't say toast, but we were fighting a huge uphill battle in in September and October, for sure. Yep. It was uh, it was definitely disappointing. I mean, a lot of things were just weird this year. The way they turned out. I mean, Charleston was. I mean, they unfortunately ended up losing in the playoffs. Um, but they they were fourth, which I don't think anybody really expected. Um. I think a decent amount of people thought um, Nashville was going to be higher. Bethlehem, I think, surprised a lot of people, too. Um, and the Rowdies, I mean, they they were easily maybe 10 spots lower than they should have been, quite frankly. So sometimes 
Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess that's why they play the games, um, as they say, rather than uh, going based on preseason. Yeah, but, I, didn't, um, I didn't expect Louisville to do what they did either. I, I, I expected them to fall off. I expected them to be a team that maybe scraped into the top four and got to host a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't expect to see them finish second place with you know nobody even close behind them really so that was that was impressive to me what they did to be able to continue at that level without really making any big time additions yeah no it's fair i mean it's and losing their coach halfway through the season yeah they definitely had a decent bit of uh um adversity go through themselves all things considered but yeah and uh unfortunately the, that seat that wraps up the season um i was gonna roll through some some random stats for some players that we had as far as totals go um i mean goals were pretty well balanced just not enough balanced i guess i mean jorge was was definitely the biggest contributor with 13 um i think he's four or five away from uh, Dane Kelly's record, he's got to be getting close. I wish we, I wish I had yeah. kept track and, of it a little better here before the podcast. Maybe that's something we can tweet out at least. I know, yeah, he was getting really close. I think I said he had the, to score like five in the last mm-hmm. four games, maybe, or maybe it was five in the last three games. Something like that. I yeah, know. I think he, he needed I, a couple. I, say, I think he needed like a, a brace or a couple of braces, and then like a goal or something. I think he's five away from breaking it. Mm, but and yeah. we'll see what happens with Dan Kelly. Uh, obviously, with the arrival of Wayne Rooney to DC United, he's probably out of the picture there next season because um, he's a Jamaican international. So he takes up a. Mm. I, I assume he takes up a international slot, but they do have that rule where if. He has a green card. He doesn't take up a spot. So I don't know if he has a green card or not. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Dan Kelly may very well end up back in USL next year. Um, mm-hmm. Or he'll end up on another MLS roster kind of on the bottom end. Uh, yep. Like we see so many of these top-tier USL attackers. The way the salary structure and the salary cap is in MLS, the teams spend a lot more money on attacking players and a lot less money on defending defenders. So USL attackers, just it's hard for them to get on the field, um, whereas maybe a, a center back who has a good couple of good seasons in USL can make the jump and, and have a better shot at breaking into that first team for MLS. So we'll see. Um, yep. Still a lot up in the air. That's for sure. And he, it was, um, I was really encouraged that he, you know, came out in the post game press conference and said, you know, he wants to come back next year, uh, because mm-hmm. I've been really worried that we were, this was the last we were going to see of Jorge. Um, yeah, and I think uh, there's a decent chance that I don't want to say that that could happen because I mean it, it, I would lean towards the other way because um, he was pretty healthy this year too is the other thing to keep in mind I suppose. Yeah, I think he missed. Uh, I think he only missed a handful of games. Um, yeah. Despite being really overly relied upon at times. Um, yeah. I think it in an ideal world, you'd like to have 
you'd like to give him the chance to come off the bench sometimes. It, you know, you can't rely yeah. on him to carry the to carry the attack like he did so often this year, uh, because that's just not sustainable for a player. I know he's in great shape, but time is going to catch up. His body is going to break down. The older he gets, you know. We're going up against science here, um, and science yeah. is pretty much undefeated. <laughs> yep, unfortunately so. It's uh, so it'd be great if we could find works. a way to lighten his load for next season, and then that way he can score golazos and and play you know play more often than not, but also be able to rest him without basically saying we're not going to be able to generate anything in the attacking half of the field when he's not on the field. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be uh, definitely be a, a bonus to have him as more of a super sub type of situation. Um, but lots to be determined in the off season, of course. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a long off season. It's, you know, we, we will probably not have a full roster until, <laughs> I don't know, early April. If it, if the pattern of yeah. the last few seasons holds, now it's interesting though. Um, you know, with that rumor of the affiliation between the Rapids and the Independents coming mm-hmm. to an end, that yeah. changes a lot of things in terms of how we construct our roster. Because if we don't have that yeah. affiliation, then we no longer have that Rapids Independents combine here in in the early mm-hmm. winter uh, with all the college players. Um, it means. You know, Coach Jeffries is not, I mean, more than likely not a part of the Colorado Rapids draft process. So, you know, when when they draft a player, I don't think Coach Jeffries is going to be um, necessarily involved or even caring about that. Um, mm-hmm. And then we, we may not get any loan players from them. So it's going to be interesting to watch what yep. happens. Um, I, 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 there's a chance, I guess, that we could try and be affiliated with another MLS team, but I'm not sure who that would be. I mean, there's only a handful of MLS teams who either don't have an affiliation or don't have a two team at this point. It's like, yeah, I mean, there's always Cincinnati geographically. Oh, that's funny. That would be terrible. (laughs) That, That would be absolutely awful. Please don't even say that. Um, I mean, Man, wouldn't that be? Why did you go there? <laughs> I had to speak that into existence, didn't I? Yeah, uh, I think New England doesn't have one. Um, um I don't even know. Yeah. Like geographically speaking, none of the teams close by need one, need an affiliation. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if we go into this as a fully independent team for the first mm-hmm. time. I think. Because yeah. we've been affiliated since day one, I believe, with mm-hmm. the Rapids. It'll also be interesting to see when that'll be, when that decision will be taken care of. Because oh, I hope if that re- happens, if that happens later than sooner, then like that's just going to put a ton of stress on the team unnecessarily. I mean, if um, they're already reporting it, then I imagine the folks who are making the decisions are. Like, they already know. You know what I mean? Like, if it's already being reported, it means they're probably just trying to work out the details. I mean, I don't even know what the details are in this case. Like, there's no... 
mm-hmm. there's no like contract or maybe there is a contract i don't know um, yeah, but there's no like uh, money yeah. there's not like money exchanging hands here so it's not like we're saying Wouldn't think so you're gonna get paid x amount you know it's probably more just trying to get on the same page about everything um but if that does yeah. if it does come to an end i think it could be a good thing for us um it would just change the way we construct our roster a little bit we won't be able to see as many players come through the door. You know, we'd have, we'll, we'll have open tryouts like every other USL team does. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that combine, I think we signed a lot of our players out of that combine this year. Uh, off the top of my yeah. head, Bowery was one. I believe Moapi and uh, Jake were both a part of that combine. Yeah. Um, Which I guess there's still a chance they could still do that here. But the There's a chance, a- but it would be weird yeah, if they did yeah, that, but yeah. then ended the affiliation. That, that would just be odd. Because uh, yeah. I imagine if they're going to do that, then they would do all that stuff with the, with the uh, what is it, switchbacks. Col- Colorado Springs switchbacks. Yeah. That's the name of the club, I think, out there. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's just another thing to keep in mind. Uh, during the offseason, there's also um, – I would watch the contract situation for Enzo. Um Enzo's contract is like a one year with a team option and the the way it's gone lately I'd be surprised if Enzo's contract gets picked up um the Rapids have been just putrid and he's been not even not even getting in the 18 uh during that time for the most part I think he's on the bench today but I think for the most mm-hmm. part, he has not even been in the 18 since like the all-star break. Um, so it'd be, I, I would keep an eye on that when the, the, and that's usually like public information. They, all the teams uh, do a press release at literally like the day they decide who gets, you know, their contracts picked up and who doesn't. So it'd be interesting to see if there, now there's a chance Enzo could end up on another MLS team's roster in a similar role though, you know, as just kind of a yeah. bench reserve player, <clears throat> or maybe he comes back to Charlotte that, 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 you know, obviously that's something to watch out for because if you add Enzo to the roster we have this year, I mean, we're completely different team. Um, yeah. I imagine if you add Enzo to our roster, I don't say I'm not going to say we would have been challenging for the title, but we definitely would have been in the playoffs. Probably would have been fighting for the top yeah. four like we have been the last couple of years. Um, yeah. So those are just a couple of things in terms of like watching out for, watching the news. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to go to listener questions and just kind of because there's a lot yeah. of those and a lot of them are off season um, related. Yeah, I think. A lot is going to be up in the air. Um, I mean, the main thing I'll say um, that was encouraging for those that weren't, because I know you weren't at the the award ceremony too, so other people may not have been able to go. Um, But something uh, Dan D'Amico really seemed to harp upon, because he had not a lengthy speech, but a a decently sized speech at the end of everything. Um, He seemed to definitely be pointing forward as far as building things and building attendance and building towards memorial and things like that. Um, 
so I took it as a pretty encouraging type thing. Um, I still think things are trending upward, but that's we can go into questions because I know that we do touch base on those. Yeah, a there's bit. a lot of questions about yeah the off season and what the team's future looks like in terms of next season. Uh, so we'll, like you know, like you said, if there's something that we need to say that doesn't get covered in the questions, we'll get that out there as well. So the first question is from our buddy Drew uh, down in Charleston. Condolences on the loss, by the way. Tough yes. to to lose to the same team in the first round two years in a row. Um, we know how that goes. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so, so hope you guys are doing well. Uh, but he says, what changes does Charlotte have to make in the offseason to find themselves back in the top eight next year? Uh, formation changes, roster changes. And then he said, if you were in the mix with players that are available, so he lists Richmond, Penn FC, et cetera, you know, teams that are dropping down, who would you sign and what positions? So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. I feel like coach Jeffries is going to be the coach. Um, yeah, we can just go ahead. I and mu- like, That's, that's not going to change. Um, I think if injuries had not been such a huge factor this year, I think we make the playoffs. So I just don't think you, you don't fire a coach um, based on a little bit of bad luck and maybe a couple of bad decisions. You know, you fire coaches for, long patterns of bad decisions or you know terrible terrible incompetence or something Um, Mm -hmm. like in the case of some of the mls coaches who got fired this year Um, yeah i I think so that's number one coach jeffrey's going to be the coach number two we're going to be playing the four two three one more often than not uh -hmm. we're going to be trying to possess the ball and we're going to be susceptible to counterattacks. Uh, <laughs> I, like that's, those are things, those are just staples of our team at this point. We haven't, we have a pretty yep. strong identity, which is a positive for us. Like that's not something to be negative about. We haven't, we have this identity. What we have to do is we have to build a better roster around that identity. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I think this year we tried to put some square pegs in round holes. Uh, yeah. And I don't think that ju- that just doesn't bode well because yeah. ultimately <clears throat> I think Coach Jeffries kind of had to adjust his style a little bit at the beginning of the season and he was saying, oh, we may play 4-4-2. We may look to play on the counter a bit more. We may look to be a little bit tougher defensively. But then as the season went along and the injuries you know, piled up and the team spent more time together, slowly but surely we went back to Coach Jeffries' typical style more possession more short passing um maybe a little bit to our detriment at times you know we didn't go as direct as we needed to um so i think if we just start with that in mind if we just say like look this is our identity this is the style we're gonna play let's build a roster around that rather than the opposite which is i think one of the mistakes we made this year in our kind of roster construction and maybe we were limited because of time and money and all that, you know, with, yep. the, with Dan coming on board as the majority owner kind of right before the season yep. started, maybe there's a larger budget in terms of uh, player acquisition for next year. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, we don't 
necessarily have to scrape the bottom of the barrel like we may have done a little bit this year. Um, so those are my my things. I think we the main thing is just changing the way we structure our roster. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll the the his. His, I want to say guidance too. I think that's going to be a big thing that's going to be uh, paramount in the off season. Um, I think his guidance and his knowledge and his, uh, I don't want to say professionalism, but his, his his drive as well. I think is going to be a big thing that's going to propel us back to where we were last year at the very, or yeah, back to where we were last year at the very least. Um, because I think very strongly that this is more of a fluke than anything else, um, which is why I'm not as worried about it, really. I, I definitely think we're going to keep Jeffries. It doesn't make logical sense to blow everything up and restart unless he wants to go somewhere else, which I don't know that I see either. Um, I, I definitely think there's going to be a lot up in the air, like we've said, about the affiliation once that decision is made, it's going to kind of take us in one of two ways. And I think that's going to be a pretty big uh, defining point um, for where things are going to go. I couldn't say too much on on maybe players that I'd want to pick up. Um, I know. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I know that the, the Rowdies have already not signed 10 different players. Um and that's going to be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see who we don't return to, um, which we'll talk about later. I know there's some some questions in regards to that. But um, I think we more have to just learn from from what we learned from this season because we did we did try to construct a different type of roster too. I think um, the year before we were much younger, um, much more of a balanced roster. I would feel like mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, and we were more top heavy, I guess you could say, um, this year um, with with talent, maybe not as balanced throughout. Would, yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Top heavy, I think. Yeah. I think we had a lot of talent, um, but we lacked a lot of depth, and I think yeah. that ended up hurting us mm-hmm. uh, big time, especially as the injuries started to pile up. Mm-hmm. Because when you're you know, maybe one through six, we were strong and we were as strong as the top four teams. Uh, but yeah. after that sixth player, the drop off was a bit steeper than it has been in the past. So mm-hmm. I would I would agree with that. Yeah. And I think it's more stay the course than reinvent yeah. the I, I, I completely agree. I think it's one of those <clears throat> where if this happens again next year, then maybe you can start asking a question about if that direction needs to change. But yeah, I think we, and I think most of the fans just don't see that this repeating itself. Uh, Because like you said, it was a little bit of an anomaly with all the injuries and just all the bad breaks that we got all at once. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, the and I and I that's hard for me to say three players, uh, or which players I would want to sign, because I don't know R- Richmond and Penn. F- well, Penn FC wasn't terrible, but Richmond was a really bad team. I don't know that I really want anybody from Richmond on my yeah. team. Um, I'll t- I'll tell you one person I mean, that I definitely think is Brian Shriver. 
Yeah, there are pl- there are definitely players on. I'll t- okay, I'll take it back. There are players on Richmond that I think would fit well on this team. Do yeah. I think we're necessarily going to be able to go get them? Probably not. Um, yeah, it all depends. I mean, the the affiliation is going to be a big um, dictation on how this, the the roster construction is going to go. Um, because I would I would assume if if that affiliation does fall off, then we're going to have to really uh, figure things out earlier rather than later, mm-hmm. uh, as a lot of the other independent teams did, or independent teams did. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but we'll see. I mean, there's still a lot up in the air, and the off season has just started. Um, so yeah, TBD. Yeah, so the next question – oh, wait, hold on. Hmm? Uh, so we forgot to announce this. Sam Vines made his is making his debut right now. Yeah. I didn't I realize did, I, that. I was looking at that. I wondered if you'd noticed. Yeah, he, so uh, I, he I, came I, on at halftime. I so. see that. That's how I missed it. I had the, I have the game on in the background, but it's in mute, on mute. And um, this feed is really not great. It's really kind of fuzzy. But yeah. Sam Vines just cleared a ball – slash past it like 60 yards uh but and he looks he has like a really definite like gait when he walks you know Uh, oh yeah yeah. and i was like oh that's sam vines uh so for the last like 20 something minutes he's been playing i didn't even know it that's funny so congratulations yeah he absolutely deserves it that's that's um that's fantastic absolutely Sorry, we'll get back to uh, back to the independence. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think that's you know I don't I don't know that we'll see Sam Vines next year, uh, but having him step up for us and and be such a crucial part of our team this year was really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, uh, second on the team in assists with four, tied with a lot of people, but that's still a value. Yeah, and he got better each and every week. Too. Yeah, like he absolutely, and I think I think he was one of the best 20 what was it 22 under 22 that they did it for usl i think he got robbed i think he should have been on that list i understand i I understand there are some players i'll tell you that much yeah and i understand that there was a lot of players um like from the two teams who are playing both you know they're they're getting some minutes with their mls team and some minutes with uh yeah it's it obviously I'm not arguing for him to be number one or anything, but I think he earned a place on that list. Um, yeah. To be hev- so heavily relied upon. I mean, he played probably the second or third amount of minutes on our team, if I had to guess, just off yeah. the top of my head. Uh, yeah. Against a team years, who, so. and no offense to some of these teams who are all about development, but we were a team that was trying to win games. And he, mm-hmm. he earned his spot. I mean, you know, it seemed like no matter... I know there were some injuries, um, but I think if he had played poorly, then yeah. we would have gone out and gotten somebody, or we would have played somebody out of position like Javon Watson played Javon Watson at left back if he'd have played poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think he, I think he earned a spot on that list. And you know, those things are dumb for the most part. <laughs> um, yeah, but it would have been nice to see his hard work recognized, but. Yeah, he he made twenty nine appearances. Is what the the grand total is twenty five starts. Um, yeah, twenty three hundred minutes. That's uh, that's not a lightweight. That's for sure. 
Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. All right. This is going to be a long episode because there's a ton of questions and we're moving slowly. So, uh, Maddie Dub asks, what are the top three things you hope the independents do in the off season? Consider anything both on and off the field. Yeah. Well, I'll let you go first on this one. This is a definitely good question. I had to think about this a little bit. Um, but this one, I think the main thing um, is just to continue to, to create increase awareness for the club um, as we move to Memorial, I guess you could say, or progress to Memorial. Um, and just in general, um, I think that's going to be a, a major thing that I would like to see. Um, and really just build the roster earlier, I think it's going to be a major thing. I mean, you look at NCS2 who built their roster pretty late too, and they missed the playoffs. Indy 11, who had even less time than us somehow to put their roster together, they made the playoffs, but then got demolished. Yeah, so. and Indy 11 is a team I would expect to be really good next year. I think, yeah. like you said, they were so late getting everything together, and they were new to the league and all the stuff playing in a new stadium. Um, they are definitely a team that would I, I would think is going to contend next year because they yeah. have a they have a bigger budget as well. That <clears throat> and that's huge at this level. Uh, yeah. If you have a big budget, it it doesn't it doesn't guarantee anything. Obviously, we saw, we've seen that with Cincinnati in the past, and we've seen we saw that this year with um, with Tampa Bay. Yeah, but it just true. it it makes your margin for error so much larger. Whereas like our margin for error was razor thin. And when you, we had all these injuries and last second losses and draws and all that, it just lowers that. But yeah, you know, that's not really the question. So I, I think for me, the, the biggest three things I want us to do. Number one is get a center back, that fits our system and mm. will complement Bilal Duckett's skill set. I think yeah. we need someone who's athletic. Uh, we, we for too long have had one athletic center back and one not athletic center back. And I think we need two center backs who are, who can run, who can make, you know, tackles without um, getting a lot of silly fouls and yellow cards. Um, because that, that was just one place we struggled a lot all season was at center back. No matter who you put next to Duck, it just never seemed to work. Um, yeah. And that's assuming that, that Duck's on the roster. I, I just assume he will be because he's the captain. Um, mm-hmm. he's, an, he's an important player, I think. And I think he's a, he's a player who is... He's got a he's he he lacks the he's not a like a great one on one defender. So mm-hmm. it would be great if we could build our back line to where he's not put in a lot of one on one defending scenarios where he whereas this year he was put in so many one on ones. Yeah. Consistent. It seemed like yeah, like at least one or two a game. Mm-hmm. Um and he ended up on the the wrong end of a couple of highlight reels on on goals. So <laughs> If, yeah. You know, it, and that's not the only thing. We just, I don't know. We we need more consistency at center back. That's number one on my priority list. Yeah, um, consistency is is main is a main thing. That's for sure. And maybe don't sign a center back who's over thirty. I'm just yeah. throwing that out there. It's <laughs> an idea. Um, 
Number two for me is to just get a little bit younger overall. Mm. I, I, I appreciate that Coach Jeffries wants guys who have experience. Guys who have experience tend to... Uh, mm. They tend to gel a little bit quicker and figure out the the level of play a little bit quicker than guys who are maybe jumping up a level like some of the rookies. Um, it's It seemed like a couple of guys like Gebhard, it took him a few games to kind of be comfortable with the level. It took, I mean, Moapi had a really good first game, but he struggled at times to keep uh-huh. up with the level. Jake Ehrman struggled a little bit at first. Uh, so, and I understand that guys can come in like uh, O'Connor, who was, or not O'Connor, O'Brien, Connor O'Brien, mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he slotted into the starting lineup immediately when he was signed, and he was one of the best yep. players on the field each game he played. Absolutely. So, stuff like that. I, find find a middle ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe find guys who have played in USL, but are maybe not past their best years, which it seems yep. like. A lot of our players were this season. They were, you know, past their best. Mm. Um, number three, I don't know. Uh, lower beer prices. <laughs> <laughs> I know that might be silly, but or at Give least have at least have like a, every game do a beer of the game for five dollars. Or do what Charleston does and do dollar beer night on all the weeknight games. Yeah. Just do everything Charleston does because they run things pretty well. They do. They do a pretty good job. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, next question, also from Matty Dove. He said, how would you describe the relationship between the club and its fans? And Are, are there any aspects of the relationship that you wish, wish were different? So, you just went to that so. event. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that there's... Unless there's something I'm not seeing, I don't think there, there's there's a need to really fix anything. I wouldn't think. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know that me that Jack's militia and the independents can do anything differently, really, to help each other more. I guess if that's yeah. what the question's asking, I think that's what the question's asking. Yeah, I think Uh-oh. we have a hard time too because we're only. Like the the aspects of the fan base that we see are the most committed of all the fans, you know. Like, yeah, we're we're involved with the people who are gonna be there no matter who the players are, who the coaches are, who the front office staff are, what yeah. the kits look like, where the team's playing. Like all 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 that stuff doesn't matter to our particular subset of fans that we're most heavily involved with. So it's hard, it's hard to answer the question from like a balanced point of view. It would be interesting yeah. to know how some of the more casual fans feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they could do, not that they're doing a bad job, but they could do more to bridge the gap between the casual fan and Jack's militia. Both of us could, I guess. I mean, I'm not, it's not really on one party or the other. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's hard. So, yeah. Because, you are talking about, I mean, there are some fans who are just not, they're just going to come a couple of times a year and that's just the way it is. Um, so I don't, I don't know that. So I can't really speak to how the relationship is. I think in general, there's a pretty good working relationship between the existing fans and the, the team. Mm -hmm. But I also think we just need to grow the fan base. Um, 
and I don't, it, we've talked a lot about how to do that. There's not an easy answer. Um, mm. So that's something I, I think they can work on is just getting more people involved. It's true. So uh, next question is from our good friend Evan Valella, whose Bethlehem Steel pulled out a very big upset win yeah. over the River Hounds of Pittsburgh last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, like I—that's the team. I, if I was in the playoffs, I would not want to face no matter what because they have so yeah. much talent on that roster. If mm-hmm. they can just have a really strong game, like yep. I think they can beat anybody in the Eastern Conference. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see the free kick that? Uh, yeah, James Chambers. It, yeah, well, that was well, incredible. It was a rocket. Was nice. It was uh, quite beautiful. Um, His question, yet, though. <laughs> To get to the point is, um, <laughs> who's the first guy you would re-sign for 2018? His name is... Yeah, Jorge. Yeah. Me yes. too. It, it's got to be Jorge. Um, yeah. For and that's maybe more sentiment, of For sentimental maybe. reasons, for play yeah. on the field. I mean, he was he was our leading goal scorer. How many goals did he end up with? Did he end up with 13, 13. or 14? 13. 13. He ended 13 up with 13 goals. Is, I think. And he um, was... By far our most influential player uh, when he was on the field. I think you yeah. could argue that Cato maybe you could ar- you could put Cato in that argument as well for most influential player. Um, true. Because when he was when he was on, he was probably our best player. Uh, yeah. But there were there were times where he just wasn't on. He was mm-hmm. out for so long. I just don't think he ever really got his. Uh, I mean, he played a really good game against Tampa, but I just overall I don't think he ever got back to the same level that he was before he got hurt. Um, and Jorge was was so consistent for most of the season. I would I would give the nod to Jorge in that situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, Jorge would be the first player I resigned. <laughs> the next question is from uh, a very familiar face, Brandon Miller. Uh, the oh, yeah. independence goalkeeper asks, how does it feel to be an award-winning podcast? And then he follows up with, where is our trophy cabinet located? <laughs> so right now, uh, I don't, I assume the award is still on your podcasting desk. So yes, it is, uh, <laughs> safely in its case, uh, on my desk. Um, I guess this is the first part of the question. It feels weird. I don't really know. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me of, um, every time, when I saw that question, it reminded me of that scene in Parks and Rec, uh, which is a pretty obscure scene. Because, but it's since it's my favorite show, it's one that stuck out to me. Is when Ron Swanson gets that award for he wins Woman of the Year, and, he, and then <laughs> okay. and then uh, Leslie's like yelling at him, and she's like mad because he's not acting like an award winner, and he and he goes. Uh, everything I do is the action of an award winner because I have won an award or something like that. And like, I just thought of that. So like, no matter how bad our podcast gets, we will always be able to say that we are an award winning podcast. Yes. So it does feel good, but also weird. Like we are Charlotte's said. only award winning podcast. I don't know about that. We are Charlotte. We are the only award winning podcast that covers the Charlotte independence might be more there accurate. I am not I up on all of the, the yeah. Charlotte podcast awards. <laughs> yeah. But no, thanks for the question, Brandon. I know Brandon, we talked to Brandon a little bit when he started his podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're excited to maybe have him on the show at some point. Uh, yeah. 
and, and he can talk more about that himself. Um, another question from Maddie Dud. Maddie Dud was k- killing it this week with the questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, no, I went backwards. Oh, I lost it. Crap. Okay. Oh. oh, wait. No, it's just on there twice. That's weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think I noticed that there was... They were doubled, I guess. Gotcha. Okay, so then the next question is actually from Zach Leishner. And he said, mm. this is kind of going off of this similar question that Evan asked. He sa- says, who are the top five players the independents should re-sign? And then he asked, should the independents sign younger players? And we've I've kind of already said yes. So let's do yeah. the top five players the independents should re-sign. So I want to mm. be a little realistic about this. I only want to do players that we know we can get. Because, like, Cato... Is, is, is gone like Cato's gonna be playing <laughs> probably in ML, back in mls i'd be shocked if he's not uh i think he if he's not playing in mls he's gonna be playing for somebody like tampa or uh yeah. like god i don't know louisville maybe yeah Hope. someone someone <laughs> who has a bigger budget and can pay him uh yeah. a lot more than we can because yeah. he showed that he is quality player uh again he's an international so maybe that's keeping him out of mls i don't know uh but he i'd be shocked if he's back in charlotte Uh, i would like it him to be back i just don't think it's gonna happen uh so with that being said i think the top five players we should resign are jorge uh joel o'brien um o'brien i don't know part of me wants to say Kiffy because I, I liked what I saw out of him, but we saw so little of him that I yeah. I don't want to put him in this list. Um, man, part of me wants to re-sign Zayed as well, but he's getting up there, so maybe if we can sign somebody else to be the number one. Mm. Um, all right, so I'll do Duck and Brandon as well. So mm. Duck, Brandon Miller. O'Brien, Jorge, and Joel are my 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 five. It's fair. Um, I've got a similar one, but a little bit different. Mine's uh, Brandon Miller, Jorge Herrera, uh, Joel Joel Johnson, uh, Greg Jordan, and I'll say Duckett as my fifth, uh, but not final uh, player. I'd like to sign, and I would like to see some more youth infusion. Yeah. To the the roster next year um even though that picks kind of dictate the other way yeah. but yeah you know. i'm not totally sure we can keep all five of those players as well you know joel is joel is another guy i think could go i think we were a little worried he might go this year especially mm-hmm. when he was training with the rapids but he's again an international so if he's going to make the jump up to mls he's going to have to take up an international slot and those are those are highly coveted for MLS teams because there's so few of them. Uh, it's so always I'm, possible he could go overseas because he, he did could, get the, he, the looks with his uh, national. Yeah, or, yeah. He's playing. Team. He's playing for the Libyan national team now, yeah. uh, and and I think starting for I think he started again in the Afcon qualifiers. Mm. Um, I think they won as well. Mm. But he he's another player who is probably teetering on that line of probably good enough to play at a higher level but maybe just isn't given the chance. And like you said, maybe he'll go overseas or yeah. um, I don't know that he's 
probably not going back to Spain. Spain's just a ridiculous level. You know, he was he was playing like in the second and yep. third division of Spain, or maybe it was third and mm-hmm. fourth when he was playing for like the the B t- B teams. Um, yeah. So he's he's another guy I would watch out. Maybe somebody else can steal him away from us. I don't know. Mm. Um, Zach Dick says, how good does it feel to win the most prestigious award of the year? <laughs> There's a lot of these questions about the award. Yeah. I appreciate everybody giving us a hard time about it. Keeping us humble. Because yeah, Ben was exactly. Ben was signing autographs the other night. That his head was getting a little too big to fit through the door. That was so weird. That felt so weird when that. Like kids, like right after it happened, they're like, "Hey, will you sign my player team sheet?" And I'm like, "I guess." That picture was fantastic. Oh God, that was so weird. That uh, may be worse than the, the acceptance speech. I don't know. It was awkward. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And Chris uh, asks what the custody arrangements are for the Captain Jack Award. We're definitely going to have to send it to High Point at some point. Gonna have yes. To, we'll have to, we'll have to alternate it. And maybe every other weekend or yeah. so. And we get a tour through High Point downtown, maybe. Um, let's see. Richard demands a Talking Jack's Christmas special. But then he says, please. So maybe it's not quite a demand. <laughs> yeah. A very um, passive demand. I'm not sure. That would be interesting uh, to do. Six geese. Or, six geese. Of yeah. Land. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, Richard, on a more serious note, asks, do you think the independents will fix that last third collapse before next season? This is interesting. I don't. Do you think he means last third of the field or last third of the season? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a two-way question. Or last third of the game, because ooh, three-part question. Like all, I mean, the back half of uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I think if it's a question about the season overall, I think it all goes back to just roster construction and because I mean we've seen Coach Jeffries, he just doesn't like to rotate. That's it, just not his style. Yeah. He wants to find 15, 16 guys and, and just roll with them. And what that leads to is, in some cases, overwork, uh, overuse, and some guys mm-hmm. picking up little injuries, uh, nagging injuries like yeah. hamstrings and, and quads and, and groins and stuff like that. Um, will we fix it? I think if we can sign some guys who are a little bit younger not so susceptible to those nagging injuries then yeah, yeah. i think i think we can turn it around if, i mean we were not we were not playing our worst soccer at down the stretch for like the first time it's just mm-hmm. we went through that lull we went through a couple of lulls really in the middle of the season that really did us in so yeah. i'm not entirely hopeless that they won't about the, you know, that the last third, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I'm more optimistic about it because I'm. I mean, I'm always that way. But yeah. I'm fairly optimistic that things will get turned around. I suppose. That's a good question from Richard. I, I think we'll fix it hopefully. But like 
like we said, maybe it was just that we didn't understand the question. <laughs> sure. So uh, his Richard asked a, a couple more questions, and the first one is um, name three players you think will stay and three you think will leave before next season. Ooh. And then three players you want to stay and three you want to leave. Oh. Um, so who, three I think will leave. Um, Cordell Cato, uh, Kai Fosser, and I feel like I feel like Zayad won't come back. Unfortunately, I would like him to come back, but I don't. I would put. I'd be kind of surprised if he did. Unfortunately, um, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. crazier things have happened. Um, we got Joel back this year, and I think that kind of surprised some people. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, three people I would like to we, – we've kind of already said who I would like to return. Um, three people I – I don't know that there's three people I don't want to return, to be honest with you. Um, I know that's an easy way out of that question. But, um, yeah, I mean, there just isn't – there isn't anyone specific I can think of that I just don't want to come back. I mean, I'll say this: I don't really care for Watson. I don't. I don't. I yeah. Feel, he was gonna be. Say, he was gonna be on my list of players I don't want to return. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess Watson, Bertrand, who's not coming back either way. Um, Richie Perez is the third. I mean, that's that's kind of a cop out, but well, it's it, hard to say. It, it it is tough because as fans, we we do <clears throat> genuinely like almost all of the players. I think every yeah. I think every fan has at least one or two players that they just really don't like. Um, yeah. I think if most people have talked to us outside of the pod, they probably know those players for each one of us. Like, hmm. but I I don't. It's not something I want to necessarily go on the air and say, say on the podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the players yeah, that I I really just like don't like. Um, I think for for sporting reasons, there are p- players who I don't want to return. Like Watson, I just don't. I, Watson never fit as a true center back. He was, I so. I, he was. I don't know. At times, he just looked like he was disinterested. Um, I don't know. He just he he just looked out of place a lot of the times. Um, yeah. Caleb Calvert, I don't want to see him back. I just don't <laughs> think he's very good. I don't think he's good enough to play at the USL level. Uh, yeah. At least not in a system where you have to keep the ball and uh-huh. that's we you know when you rely on the striker to press and be involved in the build up and stuff maybe he could go play somewhere where they're going to put a lot of crosses in the box and and play, try to play a lot of long balls to a number 9 but we just don't really do that so he doesn't that's not a skill set he just doesn't have the skill set to fit in with our team and then when he does have the chances he blows them most of the time um so, I mean, it's unfortunate because he's, I mean, he's still really young. So he, he's like 22, so he could still figure it out. Yeah. I'm not going to discount him. Uh, maybe one day he does figure it out. Uh, but I imagine he won't be his, – his contract probably won't get picked up by Colorado. Um, I mean, a, like a, a cop-out would for that would be like Richie Perez as well. We never really saw much of him. Um, he clearly didn't fit where we played him. Which no. was in that deep. We we always played him as a deeper midfielder, um, and I don't just don't think that worked. Um, 
one player who like I really like and I like his game. I just don't think it fits if we're gonna if we're gonna continue to go more like if we're going to play the way Coach Jeffries plays, we can't have like Mattia on the field. You know? Like I yeah. really like Mattia's game. But mm-hmm. it relies a lot on one on one creativity, like taking not taking guys on the dribble. And, and and it's not that I I don't even know if I want to put him on the list of players I don't want back because like if I had it my way he'd be on the, he'd be back. Um, I just yeah. he's one of the I guess he's one that I don't think will be back, just because he yeah, didn't he, he clearly too. Coach Jeffries didn't rate him very much. Um, yeah, definitely. Let me let me take that back. I I definitely want him back. I don't <laughs> put I don't want to put him on the list. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's tough to really find a third player. So I guess Richie Paris. Um, Great smile, though. Um, players I think will stay. I think Alex will be back. I think Jorge will be back. Yep. And I think Duckett will be back. Those are the three who have been here pretty much since year one. I think Duckett was he was here in year one, but not at the start. And I think Jorge and Alex were both here at the start of year one. Um, mm-hmm. Those are three guys who are pretty much synonymous with the team. Um, I, I think... Alex is going to have to prove it next year, though. I think the days of Alex being an automatic starter should be numbered or maybe over. Um, I think Alex has... I think Alex is a good player, not a great player. And at times, I think he, he relies on the fact that there's nobody behind him who can really take his spot. I mean, last year we had Siaj, and Siaj towards the end of the season was kind of coming on and kind of played the same position as Alex. But, I mean, think about it. Who who have we had the last few years that could realistically take Alex's starting position? I mean, we just haven't had anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we should look to bring somebody in who plays that position who could push him. Because I, 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 I know we've seen Alex play better than he – played at times this season and he had good games i'm not you know i don't i don't want to say he had a terrible season or anything like that um Mm -hmm. but he certainly was not at the level that we're used to seeing from him and i know it was probably a huge disappointment to be playing you know having to not play with enzo uh i know they they feed off of each other both emotionally and um like in the game they have a good connection so I know that had to have been a tough adjustment. And so maybe you see Enzo come back and Alex gets a boost that way. But Al- Alex is someone who we really, I think, needed to step up. And he just didn't step up to the level that we needed him to be at. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think we'll definitely have some similar players come back. But, um, yeah, still a lot to, to figure out, I suppose. Yeah. And then three, I think, won't stay are Cato I think Cato will be gone uh I'm not going to include loan players for this because by default they're not technically going to return um I think you're right about Zayed I'd be surprised if he returns I really hope he does but I don't think he will um god I don't know 
maybe I'm scared Joel's not going to return, but I don't want to put that into a speak that into existence, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll throw a wild card in there. I'll say maybe Greg Jordan doesn't come back. I, it's going to be. I think either one of Greg Jordan or Kevon doesn't return. I think you can't. Yeah. You, you they're too similar. If I had my pick, I think I would bring Jordan back over Kevon. And that's a that's a I think Kevon is a better overall player, but I think Greg yeah. Jordan fits our system better than Kevon does. And 100%. I think for that reason I would if I had to choose between the two of them, I would choose Greg Jordan. Um but we'll see maybe when maybe Yeah, I I, I feel good about that answer. Good. So the final question before we wrap this very long episode up is, can we expect a Cyber Monday deal on the Talkin' Jacks t-shirt? Maybe. So it hasn't been bought since like August. So I just assumed that nobody wanted to buy it anymore. So I think it's still available. I don't think I took it down. Um, Yeah. But it certainly has not been uh, killing it in the terms of sales. Uh, we're not lining our pockets with the money. That's for sure. No, not quite. Um, but TBD, but it's probably there still. We'll see. Yeah. I can drop it down to like $18. I think there you go. At some point, discount. at some point, I don't think, I think I can only set the price so low. I don't, I don't exactly know how that works with Teespring. Um, cause it, there's a certain threshold it has to meet in order to print. Uh, and yeah. like we used the softer shirt because it felt better. And so it's a little bit more expensive to make, uh, but it's worth it. Cause the shirt is very soft. I wear it around the house sometimes, um, <laughs> but I try not to leave the house when I'm wearing it. We've been over that. So that wraps yep. up all of our questions that, I mean, that brings us to, we've been talking for almost an hour and 15 minutes now. So I don't want to go too much further. I think if there's yep. any more content to get out, um, We'll, we'll do another episode. I don't know if this is going to be the last episode of the year. Uh, we'll just kind of wait and see. I know potentially yep. there may be some interviews uh, that we could ra- arrange. Um, and if there's, I don't know, we kind, of, we kind of put a bow on the season, so I don't really feel like we need to do anything. So if we do any more podcasts, it'll probably be uh, interview format more than mm-hmm. it will be me and Ben talking. So yeah but thank you everyone that has listened and uh and everything we do appreciate it yeah if you made it this far in this episode thank you because it's been you deserve a fan of the year award yeah well no you don't we deserve it we it's ours (laughs) you can't have it don't take don't keep giving our award away ben wow (laughs) just kidding uh but in all seriousness thank you to you guys because if nobody listened to our show, uh, we would not make it more yep. than likely. So, so <laughs> yeah. thank you for listening to us to uh, Yahoo's talk every week, and and thanks for supporting us. Uh, we, you know, a lot of you guys have uh, been really supportive of us doing this, uh, and we really appreciate it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we won't get too too touchy-feely but we do we really do appreciate everybody who listens and supports the show yeah so ben do you have anything to add um any thoughts no, i think that, 
just about wraps it up. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Fortunately, uh, unfortunately, I don't know. Yeah. Feels weird. I don't know what I'm going to do on Sundays and Thursdays now. I guess I'll just, like, have a life or something. Yeah, I don't know. go on more dates. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe, oh. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> well, I hope everybody has a great uh, week and everybody has a wonderful off season. And if I'm sh- if we don't speak to you again till the preseason, uh, have a happy holiday season as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk to you guys on the other side. So yeah. for Ben, this is Alex, and as always, come on, you Jacks. Woo!